0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tea with Louise. (laughs) And today (laughs) I have the great pleasure of having my friend um, from Living the One Life, um, Martha. And I'm having one of those days, Martha. What's your last name? Martha Alter Hines. Hines. I know that but you know oh my god Uh, me on my podcast especially when um, we've just had all this news coming through for all the Supreme Court stuff I'm kind of a bit all over the place but um, Martha's uh, with me today because I was recently a part of this amazing symposium that Martha created and I'd like to talk about um talk about it with her about how it came to be um how it grew because it grew really huge what kind of first prompted um her doing it how the focus came about because um it's the most unusual symposium I've ever been a part of and you know I think I was the first to say yes was I yes (laughs) and so and I'll and, and I admit you know I was like um, I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those, you know, where um, I, I'm sure many people have uh, taken part in these things and you sign up for it and you only have 24 hours to watch the recordings unless you buy the package and upgrade and and it's all very salesy and so on. But Martha didn't do that. And that's why I am so loving it. And it's still relevant that we're talking about it today because Martha's made um recordings available in perpetuity so anybody that signs up now will be able to watch all the recordings at their leisure (laughs) so martha what made you think of it and how did how did you vision it when you first came thought about it because i know it grew
1: (laughs) it did yeah well and the story of how it came about is maybe a little unusual i don't know um Essentially, uh, my birthday is March 5th. So on March 5th, this year 2022, um, astrologically, just for anybody who knows astrology, this is what my solar chart showed, which was uh, Jupiter was conjunct the sun on my sun. And the north node, the transiting north node was to the minute, to the exact minute conjunct my Jupiter in my ninth house. Uh, precisely on at my solar return, right? So it was like this Jupiter, Jupiter, North node, sun thing going on. So I kind of knew something either really amazing or really not good. <laughs> I don't know. I was Something was going to happen,
0: but- Something big because uh, it's Jupiter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> something really big, <laughs> uh, probably regarding ninth house. Well, and then my son is in uh, Pisces. So traditionally ruled by Jupiter and it's in my seventh house. Anyway, so I knew it was gonna be like a ninth house, seventh house, something big. What ended up happening was I was uh I do some some body, I see some bodywork clients. I was a massage therapist a really long time ago, and I still have some kind of loyal bodywork clients. So I have these clients who I've been seeing for 18 years and they live on a cliff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And I was anyway, I was working on this client and I had like a lightning bolt come through my body that just, it was like immediate download kind of experience. And I saw this vision in front of my face of this symposium that I was supposed to do. Mm. Um, I've never done one. I'd only even been on one, which actually happened to start on my birthday <laughs> <It was laughs> with um, Jamie Goldstein, who was doing a bridging earth and sky symposium. And I don't, I don't typically like symposiums or summits for the same reason you're talking about it. I don't feel comfortable with, it doesn't feel an integrity to me to do the salesy version of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Jamie is a really beautiful, humble human. And the way she was handling her summit was felt so in, much in integrity to me. So something in me, I think had shifted already where I realized, oh, wow, there's a different way that this could be done. That could be actually healing for the planet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: as opposed to just trying to make money or get your email list bigger or whatever, um, <clears throat> which is not; those aren't bad goals, but I don't like that to be the forefront in what I do or how I operate. So, so Jamie kind of, I think, set the stage for me, gave me a model that this is possible, and then I think that allowed this vision to come. Like I was open to this vision coming through. And what the vision basically showed me was an outline of, um, of what the symposium was supposed to be, which was to address the healing of our relationships to gender and sexuality. And, uh, and I got the message, do it. So on March 5th, I suddenly was supposed to do this thing that I hadn't even ever thought about before. <laughs> um, and I could say
0: that's that the basic way it came through. And it was kind of funny for me to witness because I've been really busy since um, early March, but I, we recorded our interview. <laughs> and then it just kept growing and growing and all these amazing people just kept saying yes. And I know Martha was messaging me because, you know, we we very much in alignment with how we like to work. So, um, you know, she was like, "So, so said yes." <laughs> it was just like it was so meant to be. And, um, and so, did you have a vision of um, initially of how many people you would have on it?
1: And- yeah. Well, um, and I think I might have said this to you at some point. I was getting told again by the. The spirit world, you know, I channel books, I channel message. So a lot of my life is well, all of my life at this point is pretty directed by the spirit world. So I was getting told um it's gonna need to be around 40 speakers. And I thought, oh wow, that is insane. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh no, I'm gonna aim for 20 or 25. That's that's good enough. That's normal. Um,
0: and it ended up being 42 speakers. <laughs> Which uh, followers of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe is the answer to life, the universe, and everything? <laughs> forty-two. <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I, the the spirit world speaks to me in numbers and symbols as well. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, oh my god, my, one of my favorite numbers, forty-two, ended up hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, I feel like on a human level, on a practical level, 42 speakers is probably a little too much. (laughs) I mean, in in a certain sense, it's, it's too much for people to digest. It's, you know, it ended up being a lot of people, the symposium went for eight days. And so that meant that if you average that out, that's a lot of speakers to try to cram into one day, but that's part of why it's very clear to me that this needs to be available for free forever. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. Every, I think every speaker is, has been fine with that right so far nobody has told me to take their their talk down um so yeah I mean if somebody does ask me to take it down I will I don't but, I, yeah I don't think I don't yeah. think I think it's a win-win-win-win
0: <laughs> yeah it is I mean we're always out here talking about our stuff and so why wouldn't we want to, people to see it so yeah um yeah so tell us a little bit about the speakers you attracted and the themes and I know we had some panels as well and (laughs) yeah so so I could start with just the overall
1: intention behind it and then I could say who showed up to be speakers if that's okay um so the intention behind it is is rooted actually in the fact that I'm channeling a series of eight books and the first three i published three four years ago uh and they're called living the one light gaia speaks and the cosmos speaks and those are those three are kind of like a little trio that are reminders of um ourselves as beings of the cosmos of the divine of this planet earth and we're co-creators with everything right um so then, the second set of three is what I've been sitting with for the past <clears throat> two, three years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and those are called love speaks, the goddesses speak, and the gods speak. And those three are meant to be reminders of ourselves as the infinite manifestations of life, and the infinite manifestations of the quote-unquote the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And then also, uh, love speaks brings the two together and and guides us through um, essentially healing inside of ourselves between these archetypes and these energies um, and the sacred union, again, quote unquote. So um, so I channeled the first draft of Love Speaks in February, January, February, March, 2020, and the first draft of The Goddesses Speak in the summer of 2020. And I've just been sitting with these three because I I could feel it. Like there's some things that haven't shifted in me and haven't shifted in our world quite yet for it to all be ready to come through. And I haven't started God speak because I think again, on a personal level, when I think about the divine masculine or the masculine in general, there's, I have a lot of my own stuff to process. Like, what does that mean? where are the positive, um, models for that? When I think about the archetypes of the the masculine, like take any, any of the gods in astrology, I don't really want to look up to somebody who's going to rape women and send Mm -hmm. down lightning bolts and kill people. That doesn't feel very empowering for me. So I've had to, I've just been sitting, like I need to do needed to do my own work
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with all of that. So so the intention behind this whole symposium is really parallel to those books um the love speaks goddesses speak and god speak and i think it's trying to trying to give a forum for us all to explore what what is this what what when we say divine feminine what do we mean when we say divine masculine what do we mean and then what about all of us who maybe aren't cisgender or maybe aren't heterosexual, what, what do we, how do we feel about this? I mean, I, I identify as cisgender mostly woman with a little bit of non-binary yeah, and yeah. pansexual, right? So like last summer, I had a very, very beautiful and deep relationship with a transgender woman. Yeah. So I'm not straight. Yeah, and yeah. yet i mean now i'm involved with a man uh, a cisgender heterosexual man <laughs> but um but i'm not straight so i get really upset at the thought of having very heterocentric or cisgender centric models
0: yeah
1: and the whole sacred marriage idea or even the binary of the feminine masculine doesn't tend when we have those conversations we don't tend to hold space for something other than yeah you know yeah and Mm
0: -hmm. uh, you know myself personally you know I've been married to um a a man who is (laughs) who's cisgender and identifies as such but uh prior to him just because I've been married 25 years doesn't mean I had didn't have other experiences so you know it's um it's also kind of this assumption that you know once you've decided that's it you're it <laughs> no. No. yeah yeah And I uh, as i say over
1: and over and over again in the in the symposium talks my 15 year old identifies as gender fluid and pansexual and and goes by any pronouns um so i tend to use he for him uh although he probably might i don't know he's I kind of check in with him like do you prefer he or they right now because he kind of goes back and forth
0: (laughs) Um, my kids yeah yeah. you know both my kids uh would not identify as pure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but it's shifted
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I think that's my opinion I think that these identities do shift and move and we need room to grow and change all the time Yeah. yeah exactly yeah So anyway, so that's the basic intention behind the symposium is to hold space for us to explore our relationship to gender, our relationship to sexuality on all kinds of levels, but also to do it in a way that hopefully, hopefully um, gives room and space for uh, non-heterocentric and non-cisgender centric ways of being in the world. Because... I don't
0: see that happening and much of anywhere else no Uh, I don't see it either so yeah yeah, I had a question there for a second and um oh you you were mentioning and if you're open to talking about it you said you would um you had a little on the fine fit ending of the symposium we had panels Mm -hmm. and um, you do have one regret that's going to be addressed in the next symposium, I yes, think. Yeah. perhaps in some follow up interviews, maybe as well. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying before we started recording, the one thing I'm honestly really upset about <laughs> I'm upset at not, I don't know if I'm upset at myself anyway. I'm trying to be gentle with myself because this was a huge endeavor, and just anyway, but the one thing I do regret is, um we had four panel discussions on the last day uh, also all recorded people can watch any of them the one thing I didn't do that I really wish I had done was have a panel devoted to either non-binary realities or gender fluidity or um, some like somebody asked a question during the divine masculine panel why why don't we talk about divine people like why are we focused on the divine feminine and the divine masculine but then why don't we just say divine people so um I feel honestly really sad that I didn't have a panel specifically
0: about non-binary stuff but we will (laughs) (laughs) and I think we learn you know it's the old when you know better you do better or or it's something because there was so much going on and so many moving parts that you just didn't think of when you think oh I should have thought of that you
1: know well then I thought of it honestly I did uh-huh. think of it but there's only it's like I was already thinking like oh my goodness I'm going to be sitting from 10 a.m to 5 p.m non-stop doing yeah. the like hosting these panels I'm going to be so exhausted by the end of it and anyway anyway but um but several of the talks like one entire day of the symposium day three is devoted entirely to the wholeness of gender. And that day actually has a huge number of speakers on it, yeah. including two speakers who identify as non-binary mm-hmm. and who are specifically talking about non-binary realities in their talks. <clears throat> Those are amazing. Um, Joe G, who you're gonna be interviewing later, yeah. who is amazing. Uh, like so it. Human. Yeah. <laughs> and and then also Jonathan Coe, also totally amazing. So, um yeah, I'm really grateful for that. And then there were two speakers also on that day who identify as transgender. Uh, and I was really, really happy to be able to include their perspectives and their voices. Um, and then some cisgender people on that day speaking about, like uh, Verena Burrell spoke about the soul has no gender. And anyway, yeah. So. Yeah. So it did get explored, just not in the panels so much. Um,
0: yeah that would be a huge undertaking <laughs> 42 speakers I don't know how you've managed to do it all and put it all together oh it's just well done and you know it's clearly something that I'm quite passionate about myself yeah it's your I? book yes yeah, because and I actually would like to talk more about the book next time in the next panel um because yeah. my and I'll be I'm developing these thoughts so this book is was um, written from a non-binary perspective my editor who commissioned me to write the book um she she was actually a lesbian who 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 uh who runs a great online magazine called lesbians of miracles which <laughs> oh that's awesome like, it's such a cool name and i was kind of like why are you picking me to write <laughs> i'm old <laughs> 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 And you know, I've been living as a straight woman, but clearly I've got more to me than that. And anyway, um, so I, I have a big theory that um, language shapes our reality. So I think a lot of the speakers spoke to that. Uh, for, I haven't had a chance to yeah. listen to them. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, speaking as an astrologer, I know not all the speakers were astrologers. Were Probably we're, about 40 to 50 percent were astrologers. Yeah. But speaking just from the purely astro- astrological perspective, you know, the planets are rocks or or gas or whatever, you know. <laughs> and the chart, you have you hold a chart up, you don't see a gender in that, you know. Yeah. You cannot, it could be a, a chart for an event or a dog or <laughs> or anything. So, you know, I think we ourselves, um, as humans and particularly as astrologers from my perspective have really shaped our perspective um, and it's because, always been a bit of a bugbear of mine because when i've had astrologers look at my chart they always go oh your chart's really masculine um mm. what does that mean you know mm. just because i've got a lot of fire and and things does that mean i'm what do you mean by that really masculine so it's always been something I've questioned so it's a much much needed conversation and and you know with regard to your um, uh, like slight regret with the panels at the end I think I think uh, I'd encourage listeners to understand that this is a growing conversation that people in our world are having and and our um, you know, the openness and the and the perspectives are changing and growing all the time. Um, you know, who could imagine? Um, you know, a few years ago, that calling people they and them would just start to become commonplace. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's and language changes over time. So, you know, I think, uh, please, you know, if you haven't already been a part of this symposium or or signed up for it, registered for it, or even if you're registered and haven't listened to all the talks yet, I would encourage you to keep going back and, and visiting one when you have a spare hour here or there, because it really is a much needed conversation in the world of astrology. And, and what were the other speakers really? I've tended to focus on the astro- astrological ones. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you, have you watched uh, the one with Nia
0: Feiler? Oh, I haven't mm-hmm. watched Nia yet. No, definitely. although I adore I adore Nia and that's on my list to watch. Okay.
1: So. Yeah. I definitely for any well for anybody who wants to learn about transgender mm-hmm. perspectives, but also just gender, consider reconsider our conceptions around gender. Mm-hmm. And also for any astrologer, <laughs> any yeah, of those yeah. three categories, I highly recommend her talk because she is an astrologer. She's a transgender woman. Mm-hmm. And her talk kind of has, has two parts the first part is general education around gender and uh what what the different terms mean and what the, the process of or the experience of being transgender can include sometimes does include sometimes doesn't include all, sort of that basic education but then the second half she talks specifically to astrologers and she gives examples of charts of people who identify as transgender and I think non-binary, I can't remember all the details, but it was fascinating. It was kind of like a, it felt to me like a beginning of the research that people are doing. Like I know Eric Roth also talked briefly in his talk about some research he's done um, looking at charts of clients who are transgender, just to try to identify some themes that maybe for astrologers could help us Mm -hmm. reconsider how we look at gender in a chart.
0: Anyway, that's definitely recommend that one for you. (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely going to be listening to that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I might uh, try and get Nia to come on with. Exactly. I bet she would love it. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely adore her. And um, I would send her a copy of my book first so she could read that. So you can yeah. see where we're coming from. Because, yeah. you know, it, it. I think astrology and a lot of the the kind of, I guess, coachy world as well and the, um, the sp- spiritual uh, world really has to start um meeting people where they're at I think that's I think that's the biggest crux of the whole matter from for my mind and raising awareness Um, because I think I've you know I I've long now been asking in my intake form for astrology readings what pronouns people want because you know I I can't tell from their name and their chart how they identify at all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely not no. and it we
1: change from today to tomorrow you don't know
0: <laughs> it could absolutely change so um i think the biggest uh, crooks is under, learn, raising awareness understanding and and then encouraging people who work in our world to meet people where they're at and um without judgment but at a greater level I think we're at a time where we're integrating all these so-called polarities. I don't think there is such a thing as an absolute polarity.
1: Mm. Well, and kind of going along that line, I, I, one of the things that's touched me so deeply, I'd say two things in particular, when I'm hearing from people who are participants, Mm -hmm. I've been getting a lot of emails and, and like I sent out a survey. And so a lot of people filled out the survey um, and so I've been hearing a lot of people's reactions to the talks, reactions to the symposium and just their stories, like why they're even there to begin with. The two things I think that have touched me the the most, I would say the number one thing is hearing from, heard from one mother of a transgender girl mm-hmm. and one grandmother of a, a, a teenage girl who came out to her grandmother just during the symposium as pansexual and both the, well, the mother said to me, I cried getting, you know, hearing from you because I feel, have been feeling so alone. I don't know like where I have a, I didn't, I didn't think I had any community. I didn't think there were my people out there at all. Oh, wow. And so she and I have exchanged a few emails where like, she made me cry. I made her cry. <laughs> I'm tearing up just at this I know it's, it's so it's so I mean I was and at the end at the end of the symposium the very 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 end of the last the end of the last panel discussion I cried because I could barely talk at the end because I was basically dedicating this whole thing to our kids you know to all all of the transgender non-binary oh queer queer identified, kids which is a ton of our kids including my own child (laughs) and that that hits me the hardest out of all of this but so number one I'm so grateful that this symposium seems to be giving some people at least a sense that there are people out here (laughs) out in the world who they can relate to who can support them Mm
0: -hmm. and what
1: this mother said actually also was not only was she grateful that there was a place where she could connect with other people who are supportive of her child, but also people who are spiritually oriented in addition to just politically or socially supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, that was really huge for her. And then, and then this grandmother who wrote to me said, um, uh, I'm so grateful because I, I, Oh, she's, this is what she said. I think actually I sent this, this testimonial to all the speakers. So maybe you already read this one, but she said, um, uh, I kept hearing about the symposium and I didn't sign up because I didn't think it was for someone like me. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah, I think she's probably in her seventies, probably yeah. cisgender, heterosexual, white, I'm guessing, um, person. And she's, she said, but I kept getting emails from more and more and more people I respect who were going to be speakers on it. Mm-hmm. And f- so finally I did sign up. And then coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, my granddaughter came out to me as pansexual or pan, she called herself. And I had no idea what that meant, but I am so grateful to you because now through the, listening to these talks, I'm learning what this means. And I feel like I am capable of supporting my granddaughter.
0: I was like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm kind of laughing because I remember when my youngest told me she was pansexual. Mm-hmm. And- great i was like but what does that mean
1: you know
0: I, it, it didn't shock me at all because she's very kind of non-binary in in essence you know um but uh but i just was like i want to understand the terms that you're using you know but how awesome yeah. is that that that's kind of you know helped generations understand each other better and um exactly to each other so and, and I'll just
1: also say I've heard from many 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 women this seems to be the a big trend women in their 70s and 80s mm-hmm. 70s and 80s mm-hmm. who are saying to me I need to learn I need to change my perspective on this and I am so grateful I have the opportunity thank you so much wow I mean like that was not what I was expecting. I thought this would be this would attract mostly people in their 30s, 40s, maybe 50s, maybe 60s, who are already kind of on that road, like already maybe identify as queer in some way. I, that's what I was thinking was going to happen. No, absolutely not. It's it's people who don't identify as queer who want to change.
0: Yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> that is just amazing. Yeah. Oh, so well! I'm just so proud to have been a part of it, Martha, and and just just what an amazing kind of lightning bolt! And I get those lightning bolts. My Venus retrograde class came to me like that. Oh, cool. I was just like, it came in a kind of a dream. I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm doing a Venus retrograde class. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's grown but and this is going to grow and uh, you know i'd love to be a part of it going forward because i do think it's so important especially with kind of the um resistance shall we say or um clap back that um, a lot of us are getting at the moment and a lot of the communities that this speaks to i yeah. think uh, you know it, people need a place to kind of gather and connect with other people as well as find out the information and the support it's um, the voices just need to be heard. And I just think um, what an amazing thing you've put out in the world. Is there anything else you want to tell people about it?
1: Um, I guess the only other thing I would say is that the other thing that's been so interesting and amazing to me is the timing of this whole thing, because Again, this came through on March 5th. So since March 5th, we're recording this now on what is today, June 27th, 2022. Um, in that time period, we have had uh, the, I, I don't know what the technical term is, but like the don't say gay bill in Florida and now the attempt in Texas and then now the Supreme Court ruling around Roe versus Wade. And, and they're talking about Going after gay marriage, exactly. So it's so deeply upsetting, um, and very easy for people to feel devastated and like there's no hope in the world and like our world is on fire, which I kind of feel like it is. But then, (laughs) but then I notice like that, just in my case, for speaking for myself, I'm being asked to hold this space and so many of us are being asked to come through you know not that the symposium obviously isn't the cure to the to all these problems or anything but it's just one little drop yeah and I feel I, like there. Are a as of, my book is yeah yeah your book exactly like all of these things are here also so it can't be a
0: coincidence like
1: it just it can't be
0: <laughs> um and I can tell you astrologically that we're not going back You know, as much as 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 these forces might try. Mm. (laughs) There's no kind of putting it back in the in in the whatever, in the bottle or whatever.
1: You know. And like uh someone pointed out to me the other day when we were talking about all this stuff. Like my 15 year old, he's about to be 15 and a half. Guess what? He's going to be able to vote in two and a half years. And so will all of his friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this generation, I mean, my 15 year old is amazing, but so are all of his friends.
0: Oh, <laughs> and, my, and my, my kids are a little bit older. Yeah. They're, they're 24 and 22, just 22. Mm-hmm. But then they're, they're the same. They are the most amazing young people. Yeah. And my two can vote and I tell you, I know which way they vote. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, yeah I mean it's it, it yeah. just
1: yeah, we have a future coming that yeah. The this moment is
0: not fun and uh but and I think and- us as the uh, the older generations, you know, I'm one of the probably one of the older speakers, but that's fine. You know, I think we are there to help. Steward, and then encourage the younger generation, which is yeah. why I love that you had people like Joe on and things who are clearly yeah. much younger. Yeah, there was a big range. Actually,
1: the oldest one person speaker is oh ninety.
0: Yeah, and yeah. bearing. Yeah, she's nineties.
1: So <laughs> you're definitely <laughs> much younger than her.
0: I know. I kept going around going, I'm on a symposium and Barry. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> oh, and I will just say because I think this kind of sums up everything. My favorite moment in her talk um, is again, she's 90 year old, uh, educated at Oxford, lives in England, right? <laughs> you, I mean, she's the most proper, sweet, wonderful human ever. And in this talk, she looks straight at me, the camera, and says, I'm mad. You know, because she has spent her whole life oh,
0: yeah. doing
1: a scholarly work on. Fe- the the divine feminine and the rise of the divine feminine and the history of the feminine and saying like her latest book that she just published I think at age eighty nine is called um, some uh, wow I'm blanking on the name of it something about returning to the sacred in the cosmos or the soul of no it's called the soul of the cosmos mm-hmm. and um, and her whole point is what she talks about in the talk on the symposium which is that we need to remember Sacred, like we've lost our connection to the sacred, we've lost our connection to the divine feminine, we've lost our connection to ourselves as more than just our left brain, you know, um, our rational minds. We're so much more than that, anyway. Go on and on and on. But so, she spent her whole life working on this, advocating for this, and here we are, bombing people, taking away people's rights, all these things. What are we doing? She's pissed you know and and not, not to mention the climate the climate not to mention our the way we treat,
0: our we treat climate. the earth which is yeah. kind, yes. kind of divine feminine also if yes. you separate them into feminine and masculine it's exactly you know it's it nurtures and creates us oh i'm i'm mad too, I'm mad too. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: know, i know i know it's Sorry. very very upsetting right and and then the last thing i'll just say is so most of my career actually was spent as a social worker right so i bring i bring all of this passion for social justice and then environmental justice and and on the panel that you were on the third panel with uh, heather ensworth and um it's called returning to wholeness uh, why literally while we were recording that talk i had the epiphany come through that's so obvious to me now which is when we're doing this advocacy work when we're doing this uh this work in the world where we're we're being activists in some way that's not separate at all from ourselves as sacred beings we it's it's all one thing and um and i i personally have lived a life where my social work side is over here my woo woo side is over here and the two haven't really blended mm-hmm. and so this symposium for me is the spirit world i think saying to me Oh no, Martha! You are like a spiritual social worker. You know that this is—that's really what this is about—is we have to change our world, and
0: we have to do it in a way that brings all of who we are to. Oh, I hear you. You know, I'm—I've—I've I've been the same with my astrology work. You know, you know, I write prolifically. I'm always my daily posts are long and not just the books and things, and I do videos. And I—I I tried to, for so long to sell them separate my activism you know because i didn't want to yes. upset anybody yeah <laughs> no, <I'm>, uh, <laughs> <What are> you? <laughs> you know and every time i get a, a little bit you know or very um, more activisty kind of on my facebook page a few followers disappear but i think well you're just not my people so but, <laughs> but maybe you heard the message a little bit you know to uh, that it might play on your brain as you take yourself off my page. Mm, yeah. But yeah, yeah have. we have to bring all of us to it, I think, these days, not just, um, yeah, for sure. Big message there. So the symposium itself was called Rebecoming the One 22, and it's at livingthewattheonelight.com. I will put the link in the show notes. I know that some of the speakers offered kind of some free uh, downloads as well to even add more to kind of yeah. the fact there's 42 um, speakers to listen to. As I said, you know, you don't have to listen to it all at once. Don't be overwhelmed. You, if you um, get the link, then is it, do, do they need to even give their email or is it just available kind of on your website now?
1: Um, it, it right at this moment, it, it, you go to my website and you put in your email to get the whole, to get access to the whole thing in one place, but, but I have started putting most of the talks also just public on my YouTube channel, which is living the one light also. So, I mean, if certain speakers don't want their, their video to be public. So there are a few that aren't but most are
0: as of yesterday, I think. No, oh, no, mine can be public. But um, but you know, uh, it, I I think it's worth putting your email in anyway, even if you go to YouTube to watch most of them, because then you'll find out about the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, because I'm I'm continuing to interview. I think I have five people already slated to be interviewed in in addition to the people who have already been interviewed. Yeah. Um, some really amazing, amazing people. So uh yeah i would recommend putting your email if you want to be updated and um
0: yeah definitely so author can be found everywhere at living the one Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait you're on facebook are you on any other um facebook well YouTube. YouTube yeah.
1: yeah i i am technically on instagram but i don't understand instagram oh um, i don't it's yeah Okay. I, I i just can't quite i don't know i'm 45 maybe i'm old I don't, I don't know i don't know it doesn't make sense to me and twitter i'm also technically on there but i also don't understand twitter I'm but on, i'm,
0: I'm on twitter but i use that mostly for personal political raging so. <laughs> <laughs> so, or uh whatever so it's yeah i'm not on there for my work particularly so i, I hear you on that one maybe we should both be on tiktok as well but
1: oh god I don't even think I can
0: attempt that
1: yeah not yet maybe
0: someday me neither Martha. <laughs> people keep sending me tiktok videos so I'm like, stop making me watch tiktok yeah
1: no, face- facebook is about my limit I feel like but yeah. maybe someday I'll change that. <laughs>
0: I don't know. oh so please go and check it out and please keep following this conversation clearly martha and i are both very committed to uh changing um or, or bringing more understanding and perhaps changing people's perspectives a little bit from what they hear not forcing the change on them but you know <laughs> encouraging yeah. the change and um well yeah any last words I would just
1: say I'm actually also committed not only to helping other people change myself. I learned I changed I can't even my life just did like a total 180 over the past 3 months in various ways, but in particular, I mean just listening to sitting with each of the speakers, I would it was like having these transformative experiences just in that hour, hour and a half after mm-hmm. after recording two or three I would, ha- I would just shut off. Like I would need a reset and I would need to sleep <laughs> oh, <laughs> because e- they were so deeply transformative for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, every single one is just like, like your chair club, like everybody should watch your chair club one. It's so beautiful. And I know about Chiron, I knew nothing about chair club and it's so profound what you shared in that talk, you know, um, but yeah, so many of these, just that one hour, I would say like Joe G's talk that you've listened to literally changed my life, for example. And another one that I would say literally changed my life just in the one hour was uh, the one with Jason Angledoe, um on the regenerative agency. Um, I, yeah, did, I, so there did. Were, I did watch that
0: one. And it was kind of amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are many that are amazing. Um,
0: yeah. Many, 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 many. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, and Anne Baring, don't miss
1: him. Oh, Anne Baring, yeah. Oh, and she's, Heather, she's not going to
0: be with us forever, so I like, wait the most. I know. To everyone, <laughs>
1: and then Heather, Heather Ensworth talk. You know, I'm beyond amazing, and I mean, so many, so many. So yeah, so it's I my commitment is is to continuously transform myself too, and and so I'm, I would say, you know, if anybody does watch, please be in contact with me with any feedback because even if it's you know critical feedback I really want that actually and I feel like I'm a work in progress (laughs) well Um, me too (laughs) and
0: and suggestions even for yes yes other other speakers to Mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, be a fit I I just I I just suggested a couple before we registered and I'm like what didn't I think then before
1: (laughs) no no definitely absolutely for sure one of the big, I would say the two big areas that I would like more suggestions on. I love the ideas that you were giving me. And what I'm really also trying to expand in in this coming year is speakers who are doing work around anti-racism work and environmental justice work. Um, So racial justice, environmental justice, because they're so tied to misogyny. You know, they're so tied to if we do the healing around gender and sexuality, that directly impacts racism, anti-racism work, and directly impacts our relationship with the this
0: planet. Totally. So, I would well, it's all about healing all of those polarities. Yes, you know, all the, yeah, all of the othering of anything. Yeah, that. exactly.
1: That, that's something I would like to bring more voice to. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a little bit of that in some of the talks, but that's one area I just feel like I want to keep going. Yeah yeah awesome thank you so much thank you for being here
0: i always love talking
1: to you (laughs) we'll keep doing it thanks
0: for joining me for tea (laughs) yeah cheers (laughs) thank you